The Force Field is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to other great tech podcasts at www.techpodcasts.com. Charlotte, North Carolina, for IT service providers, it's The Force Field with Rick Savoya. And now, here is your host, Rick Savoya. Greetings, providers. Welcome to the unofficial podcast for IT service providers, The Force Field. I'm your host, Rick Savoya, and this is the show that discusses the topics and issues related to the business of tech. Today, we'll continue our discussion with an IT professional who will tell us about the risks in operating an IT business and how to minimize them. He will tell us what a tech business can be potentially liable for and offer some tools and tips to help protect ourselves and our businesses from such liability. Our comment line is open to all listeners 24-7 at 407-278-5698. That's 407-278-5698. Or you can call in via Skype at Savoya Computer if you'd like to record a comment for the show. The Force Field is advertiser-supported, so you can hear it free. You can help support this episode of The Force Field by checking out our sponsors at www.theforcefield.net. Thanks for supporting our advertisers because you help to keep the podcast going and the force field online. I really appreciate your support. In our last episode, we talked with Bryce Witte, an IT professional and owner of TechNibble.com, a popular website and forum for IT professionals and business owners. We discussed the risks of getting ripped off in the business, learned about some of the most common scams perpetrated against IT techs, and talked about some of the red flags to watch out for when dealing with questionable customers. We also swapped our own personal experiences with customers who try to take advantage of us as we talked about customers who scam. Today we'll continue our discussion with Bryce and learn how to protect ourselves from liability. We'll talk about the different types of insurance available to techs in the field, some of the risky situations that can quickly put a tech in the IT business out of business, and how you can cover your company and protect yourself from such potential peril as we talk about how to limit liability in your IT business. And we're talking with Bryce Witte. Hi, Bryce. Welcome back to the Force Field. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, just fine. And yourself? Yeah, pretty good. All right. Well, you know, in our last episode of the Force Field, we were talking about some common scams that uh, techs find themselves a victim to and uh, maybe uh, a little bit of what they can do to watch out for them or be alert to them. And uh, we touched a little bit on insurance and whether or not insurance covers this sort of thing. Um, I'd like to, for you to go ahead and pick it up uh, at that point, if you may. Yep. Well, um, if the people are listening straight afterwards, uh, he left it a little bit hard for me to pick that up just because uh, he said insurance didn't help him at all when he was got scammed. So it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of a tough act to follow, but... Um, it is anyway a good idea to um, have insurance. Not not so much to uh, protect yourself from scams, but generally, 
uh, for basically if you screw up. And um, you know, if you're in this industry for long enough, you're probably going to make some mistakes. And um, it just depends how bad those mistakes are, and if they're uh, particularly bad, um, it's worth having insurance so you basically don't lose everything you own. You know, Bryce. Now that you mention it. I have been in discussions with techs in the past, um, both in person and on the forums, particularly in some of the forums out there, where they will say, you know, I don't need insurance uh, because I don't make mistakes. Now, of course, we all know that that's not necessarily true, and it, it comes from the same the same um, uh, misguided thinking that, you know, I already know it all. <laughs> I don't need to learn anymore. Um and I've told people, you know, if a tech is telling you that, uh, that's a tech to, to stay away from. But, you know, even techs who are pretty confident in their skills, uh, sometimes they can get a little, um, well, they can get a little overconfident. That's, is, that's is that true. a good way to put it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And look, sometimes it won't even be, um, like, one of the mistakes I made um, – I I accidentally set off a building's fire alarm with a network tester. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that didn't turn out into anything bad, like um, you know where you can get sued for a million dollars or anything. But it's uh, I, it, all this this place was an old age home, and um, but not not we're not talking like full geriatric sort of um, old age. We're talking it's it's a, a old age home for the really wealthy who mm-hmm. are pretty capable. Except it's just got nurses that hang around in the building, and there's nurse alarms all everywhere and stuff. Okay. But all the stuff in the house is wired up to a single patch panel, and and so they got network ports in most of the rooms, but other things are connected to this. So they got um, VoIP phones and um, nurse alarms, smoke alarms, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the people that wired it all up initially, none of it's labeled. And the problem is between rooms, it sometimes differs. So for me to find out what's what, I use a network tester. And it can usually say, okay, the, the ports are showing up, uh, lighting up on this one. So, you know, that's the lounge room and that's the kitchen and whatever. And um, one time I plugged my network tester into the fire alarm port. And this fire alarm is waiting uh, it's a, a sort of a centralized thing. It's waiting for signals coming down the line from a, um, well, I guess from a fire alarm that's detected fire. But uh, my network tester is just absolutely slamming signals down the line, you know, as it checks Ooh. each beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I got a call and they just said, oh, is everything all right up there? And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and like, well, we, we're getting a fire alarm. Quite, you know, it's going off like crazy down here. It's just like, oh, and it's like, I think that was my network tester. Sorry about that. Now, it wasn't a big thing um, where, you know, it got sued for a million dollars or anything, but um, it was just a mistake. As cautious as I am, you know, I, I was using a network tester to figure out what they are. Um, it just happened. It's without the labeling and stuff. It's, that's all I could really do was test and try and figure out what the ports were. It's just... Um, the mistake I made of, um, yeah, uh, setting, accidentally setting off a fire alarm. And uh, that wasn't a million-dollar issue or anything. It, it, it sort of nothing really came from it, and it was fine. But, um, you know, <laughs> you can make big mistakes where, uh, you know, you cost a company millions of dollars, and they're going to come for you for that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where having um, some insurance will cover you. Well, that's a great example of, where you can be careful, no matter how careful you are, accidents do happen. They can happen. And it's not always, sometimes it's your fault, sometimes it's not. Sometimes things just happen. 
and you need to be prepared for the unexpected. In a case like that, uh, insurance is a must. When I started my computer business, that was one of the first things I did was I, I got my business insured. And when I moved into the shop that I had, um, you know, I, I knew that I definitely wanted to have insurance. And for no other reason, uh, what if somebody came in? You, you were talking about scams earlier. And this yeah. is one scam that happens to merchants anywhere with a brick-and-mortar store. It's, it's a potential uh, scam waiting to happen where you, you get the person who comes in and gives you the slip and fall. You know, or 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 you know, I I did this to myself. I hurt myself here while I was in your shop. I tripped over a loose wire or whatever it was, and I'm going to you know sue your your store. I'm going to sue you out of business, and that can happen, and it has happened before, uh, where people have been literally sued out of business uh, because they didn't have a, a liability insurance of some sort. Yeah, I think that's uh, that would be uh, general liability. Um, yeah. I think it's, that one's called general liability, and it covers you in the event that yeah someone is uh, injured, or uh, I think it, I believe it also covers you if you uh, go to a client site site and injure somebody else or cause damage to property. It it depends, I think, on the uh, policy, but uh, in a lot of cases, I, I believe it does. It, it it did in my case. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, people need to do their own homework and. Um, and talk to their own uh, insurance brokers, but um, and I'll outright say I'm not a lawyer. I'm not your lawyer, and um, this doesn't constitute as legal advice. But uh, this is just sort of a bit of a this is more general advice. But to get specific advice for everyone's specific uh, you know situation, you, you need to talk to like an insurance broker or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just liability insurance, but there are other types of insurance that you need depending on what kind of work you're doing. I mean. Not everybody is going to need the same uh, type of insurance. It depends on on what type of business you have and what specifically you're doing. I mean, for those who are, you know, brick-and-mortar store and that's all they're doing is is just doing some hardware repair, maybe maybe liability insurance might be enough. But then if you're working on software or you're doing any kind of programming or dealing with customers' data, then you have to deal with – you know, you want to have something like errors and omissions and, and, and insurance like that just in case <laughs> you accidentally, you know, wipe out somebody's data or, or cause some uh, damage to their intellectual property. Yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's the absolute minimum would be um, errors and omissions, which is also known as professional liability, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, because I mean, yeah, as you said, lost uh, lost data. It could be things like um, the setup you did allowed their network to get penetrated, and as you said, um, mm-hmm. you know, intellectual property taken, lost uh, software failure, things that could bring them down for a week, and then they lost all the income for a week or whatever. You know, it's. I think errors and omission is the absolute minimum that most techs should have. And and I'm not kidding, folks. That can be some serious stuff right there. Um, say, for instance, you get someone's computer in and they have all their QuickBooks financial data for the last four or five years, and uh, something happens, and, and you actually you you accidentally delete the the data files or, or corrupt them or something, and it can happen. Uh, you know, that's four years of data they'll they'll never get back if they haven't done any backups. Which, as we all know, <laughs> most most companies don't do. Uh, those backups, uh, at least not as regularly as they should. And in a case yeah. like that, uh, that can put you out of business pretty quick if they come after you for it, which they most likely probably will. 
And, and don't underestimate how much they can come after you for. I mean, um, I think one of the basic levels of uh, that sort of insurance is about $1 million coverage. And um, as, as you do more uh, serious work with uh, some bigger businesses that could have greater losses, you increase the amount you get. But um, I think as a general tech, uh, you're probably looking at at least $1 million of coverage because don't underestimate how much um, how much this data is worth to your clients or um, the mistake you make uh, makes them look mm-hmm. bad and then it's not just you know the information they lost but uh, it hurts their, their reputations now being hurt because they were down for a week and their clients see they're not reliable and they may come after you for that and it, it can just blow up to something costing you know multi-millions so you definitely want some decent uh, level of coverage. So what are the types of insurance that uh, uh, techs might want to look at here? Uh, auto insurance uh, for one thing, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, that's sort of uh, – even uh, even not as a tech, it's it's generally worth having. You don't know when you're going to run into somebody else's um, Maserati or something. So, Well, when you have a van, a company van in particular, I would think that uh, – uh, you usually want to make sure you you're specifically covered there, uh, because I have found that in some cases, if someone hits somebody or or there's an accident of some sort and it involves a company vehicle, uh, the person who got hit will generally look at that with dollar signs in their eyes. They'll go after the company. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sometimes they'll look at it with dollar signs in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Whether they're right or wrong, they they um they'll probably still go for it anyway and try their luck. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, when you're a business, you're kind of a moving target for that kind of thing and for insurance scams. Mm-hmm, yeah, and also just separating your um your assets, your personal assets from your business. I, I I sort of won't go into this topic because the laws are um quite different here in Australia versus um, the U.S., but um, I understand with an LLC in the U.S., yeah. you can protect yourself a fair bit from keeping the separation between your personal assets and the business anyway. Which can be very critical. It, it, it can be. Um, well, um, how do we cover ourselves from all this this uh, nasty stuff we've been talking about the last couple of episodes? Well, um, well, as we just said, insurance, but even with insurance, you just want to be careful. Um, I mean, like if you just got a client's machine and you're going to, say, format it, uh, back it up. Like do a full backup like with something like Clonezilla, for example. That's, that's free. There are better options than that, but um, if you're short on money, uh, Clonezilla is a decent option. As long, Just make sure you back up in the correct direction so you don't um, write all your data onto the client's drive. Just make sure... Double check it goes um, in the correct direction. And um, I use something like what's called a backup checklist. So on there it has, um, well, obviously the client data, but it has things like what are the passwords, what do you want your um, your my documents data, your favorites, your emails, your just that sort of stuff. And it, it, I do it more for myself, um, so I don't forget things. But it also has a little bit of legalese down the bottom that says basically. If something's gone and you didn't tell me about it right now, then basically you can't sue me. It's <laughs> yeah, it's um, so it, it works for both protecting me and also um, so I don't forget and also just a bit of legalese that's signed, so that looks good. Um, another thing is just don't take jobs you're not comfortable with. Um, I actually have a story about this. 
Uh, oh, great. I love stories. About, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about three or four years ago, and um, it was quite a bit further out of my range than I would normally go, but it was a business, and it looked like they could be a good ongoing client. So I, I was fairly excited about it. So I go out there. And they want me to clean out a bunch of their um, computers. Their regular tech was away in Cambodia riding motorbikes or something. So he's like completely uncontactable in the mm. middle of, you know, somewhere. And um, they said, okay, while he's away, just get the dust out and all that. And so, yeah, no problem. So there was about 10 uh, normal workstations. Like, oh, I can clean out the servers as well. And I go look at these servers and... There's four servers um, not mounted in a rack and they were very difficult to access. So I couldn't really clean them out without, without shutting them down. And I looked at, I'm like, what are these running? And they went and showed me and they got this little command center that um, they got this guy with these big tri- these massive, tri- I think they're like uh, 27 inch screens, but there's three of them mm. all put together. And it, it's a giant map of my city watching all their, um, all these trucks move around. So they're, mm. they're a courier company and it basically each little dot represents the truck, where it is, what direction it's pointing and what it's currently, mm. um, what's currently in it. And they probably got about 100 trucks running things around in the city. Tracking the trucks, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little courier company. It's not massive, but I think they got a fair few trucks. And it's like, okay, it's running all this. And I'm thinking, what would happen if I can't get these servers to boot again? And... I, I, you know, I looked at them and it's like, I'm not even sure the software, it's all very custom software. And it's like, I don't think that if these don't boot up properly again, you know, I'm going to be absolutely screwed. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, I, I just said, look, I can't do this one. Um, I'm going to have to leave it alone. It's look, if it goes down, um, the tech isn't even contactable to bring it back up and they're probably going to lose some significant money. So I just said, no, nah, I'm as annoying as it was because I went, I had to drive so far to get there. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to have to leave this one alone. I, I just can't do it. Um, it's just too dangerous. So, um, yeah. So, don't, so I think the, the lesson there is don't be afraid to say no. Um, well, it's look before you leap, really, and it's it's being cautious and and as you were talking about earlier, it's it's basically following your gut. Yeah. Um, and they actually respected me for um, just saying I'm not going to do this. Uh, I mean, I can try to do it and make some money, but it was just too dangerous. And I told them that uh, this is probably what would happen if I couldn't get it to boot up and I'm not willing to do it. And they respected me for it. So, you know, while I um, didn't get uh, – I got paid for the other machines, so I didn't get paid to do the servers. But, um, you know, it was, it was just too dangerous. And so don't be afraid to say no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sounds like you did the right thing for sure. And, and like even on smaller scales, um, if it's just a residential client that wants you to do something you have no idea about, um, sometimes you can plot along and um, figure it out. But if it's dangerous, there's a possibility you're going to lose clients' data. Just, just don't be afraid to say no, and 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 don't rely on your insurance to cover you for that, whether you have it or not. Just to say, okay, I, I'm not going to risk doing this on your data, so I'm just going to leave it. Well, you know, that's how some techs do get in trouble is that they don't know how to say no uh, or they're afraid to say no because they're, they're afraid that, well, this, this customer isn't going, to, um, isn't going to hire me for anything else or, or they're going to lose faith in what I can do. Uh, or sometimes they, um, they're overconfident, like we were talking about in the last episode. You know, overconfidence, overconfidence can be the downfall of, of 
techs. And, um, and that's easy to happen when you're on a roll, you know, day to day, doing things, getting things fixed. Uh, after a while, you get to that point where you, you say, you know what, I can probably do just about anything. And, and realizing that, uh, there, you know, there may be some things that probably best to leave alone or, or, or think twice about before you jump in. And, uh, you know, I've heard of techs getting in trouble uh, where they get in over their heads. And uh, once it happens, um, that, that's difficult to recover from. Yes, definitely. Um, when you're first starting out, you're so eager to please and you're desperate to get these clients. And it's just, it's so tempting to really just try and power through it and figure it out. But yeah, it's just, it can bury you. It can absolutely bury you. And um, a lot of guys starting out don't have insurance at all. And so not only um, do they make the mistake and you know, then have to rely on the insurance. If you haven't got insurance, they may come for everything else. So just just be careful with that one. Yeah. What other tips do you have for covering ourselves as techs? Another thing is just having things in writing. Um, so it's paperwork that say what uh, happens, this is what happens when um, this is how I need to be paid, these are the terms. Um, if you don't tell me something's there and... Uh, gets deleted for example then you can't sue me that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. like even something simple like a um a work order it basically says this is the work i did um down the bottom it says you're okay that you're happy with the work and um you know it says you need to pay me for it and, and sign here and if they ever say stiff you on payment well, you can say, well, I've got a signed work order here that says you were happy with it when, you, <laughs> um, when, when, when we first did it. So, um, you know, and, and that goes down a lot better if it ever comes to court. You know, you hope that it yeah. you never need to. But um, if it does end up that way, some signed paperwork, you know, goes really far. Well, it can seem like such a simple thing. But it can be very, very important to have later on down the line, as you just said. Yeah, it's it's protected me a couple of times. Um, I, I had somebody, I sold a computer to him quite some time ago. Um, it was a refurb one. Um, basically, I got it, passed it, and sold it along. Um, and he was after the Windows XP CD. That actually shows how old this um, story is as well. <laughs> but it, it came, it, the XP came on the system. It's one that um, has the recovery partition. Yeah. And he's like, oh, where's my XP CD? And um, I said, oh, it doesn't come with one. It's a recovery partition. And apparently, um, I can't remember whether the hard drive failed or somebody else installed something over it and wiped out the recovery partition. But it was giving me a hard time. And I, I pulled out the paperwork, which was the invoice, and basically said, that, and on there it says, there is no Windows XP CD. It's a recovery partition. And um, basically, I showed him that, and he went away and never heard from him again. So, um you had your bases, yeah, you had your bases covered. Yeah, it, it helps. Oh, definitely, definitely. I've had a couple of instances of that sort of thing. And I, the form I used, you know, I created my own form, but I had a disclaimer at the bottom saying, you know, for one thing, saying that I wasn't responsible for uh, inadvertent loss of data. And I, and I put that there because I realized that someone could bring their uh, computer in and say, I've got all this data on it. Uh, and I'm going by their word that they've got all this data there, and they might come back later and say, hey, uh, you wiped out all my data. Well, I never touched their data, but mm-hmm. it just might have been gone, you know, for some other reason. Like maybe they took it off or something inadvertently or for whatever reason it may not be there anymore. 
And that one line uh, had had covered me in a couple of instances where somebody would say, well, you know, my data's all gone. Well, you know, well, I, I didn't even look at the hard drive. <laughs> you know, I was I was uh, fixing this, uh, you know, this port over here or something, you know, <laughs> and that's about all I did. Um, but uh, it's little things like that and a disclaimer that can really save your hide. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, about, probably in about uh, 2007 or so, um, a lot of people on the technical forums were asking basically, does there anyone have a form for, you know, that would be like a backup checklist or a work order or something, just a bit of paperwork disclaimer saying, you know, I'm, this, you can't sue me if, um, you know, I already specified it and you signed it, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And um, I actually polished up my own ones um, uh, that I've been working on for years, basically, and created um, the computer business kit. Um, yeah, I think that was in yeah 2007-ish or two, uh, yeah, I think about t- about 2007. Mm-hmm. And you just recently updated the computer business kit. Now you came out with a version two, and, and uh, we we had you on the show before uh, when we were talking about the computer business kit and. Uh, uh, I had gone through it. I think we both uh, went uh, through it uh, pretty well, and uh, it's a wonderful collection of of uh, forms and uh, you know things in there for getting your business. Especially you know when you're starting a new business, you're not going to have all this stuff. You're going to have to either make it all yourself or or find some generic forms somewhere. And, and uh, you have it all ready made. It was right there, and uh, and the price was definitely uh, right. If if anyone has ever had to make their own forms, trust me, it it, it was worth the price just for that alone. Uh, and because time is money, and any time you can save from having to make your own forms like that, that that's definitely money well spent. But uh, you just recently updated that, right? Now tell us a little yeah, bit about uh, that. Yeah, uh, so. Not not going over a whole lot uh, what we mentioned in the past, but um, the what's in the new update is probably one of the biggest difference is uh, fillable and signable PDS. So basically, um, using an app, you can load the business kit forms onto say a tablet or a mobile phone, fill it out on site. Uh, so basically, just punch it in on the tablet. Um, and then you can sync it to your Dropbox or email it to yourself, whatever. And the cool thing is, um, again, using these forms with an app of your choice is you can the client can sign the legal documents there, and then yeah, then you can save save it to your Dropbox or email it or do whatever. And if 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 going paperless is your thing, then um, that's very helpful, and it does look pretty cool in front of your clients. <laughs> well, um, give us a brief rundown categorically of uh, what kind of forms and and uh, and other items you have in the computer business kit. Yep, well, um, there's over, I believe the number is about 30 legal, um, legal forms and business templates have uh, been lawyer approved and um, there's also 40 plus marketing templates that computer techs can use. So basically, we have um, some documents both in, say, JPEGs and PSDs and you can fill in your own stuff and uh, it's pretty much ready to go. So you know, if design isn't your thing, then it's quite easy to get started with our stuff. It also contains uh, computer parts suppliers for the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. Same information for um, uh, computer recyclers of the same countries. So if you've got some hardware that's filling up a fair bit of space in your workshop, um, 
you may be able to find one that's uh, fairly close to you where you can basically dump the stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of discounts in there. Um, yeah, I saw and, those. A lot of coupons. Yeah, uh, some of them are for tech CRMs, remote port software, technician software. I mean, some of the discounts alone are worth the cost of the kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known quite a few people who actually bought it just to get the large saving on a more expensive item. Well, you've had a lot of good feedback from folks who've purchased the kit in the past, and uh, I know you've done quite well with the kit. And in this version, uh, with the update, uh, I think uh, I think it'll go over very well. I, I, I recommend this. I've, I've gone over the kit, and it's uh, even if you don't use half of what's in here, I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll agree it's worth the price. Uh, if it'll save you some time getting those forms done, and it's basically putting your logo on it, just customizing them a little bit uh not much to that and uh and you've got pretty much a, a well <laughs> you pretty much have a whole kit quick. there yeah yeah um and, i mean it's not like some of the core stuff that you need pretty much on day one is at least a work order and um a backup checklist is very useful as well mm-hmm. um which is what i mentioned a little while ago in this podcast um i mean same thing with the computer drop-off form uh, so when clients uh do do bring something to you. You can get this form and it basically says, um, okay, did you leave a charger with this laptop? Yep. Did you leave CDs? Yep. And did you bring a mouse? Nope. And um, so if it ever comes up and they say, well, you've still got my charger, and it's like, well, you know, we said here that you didn't and you signed it. So, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 can, it can just help. It can just um whether they're scammers or they just legitimately um, forgot that they didn't bring it, um, having something in writing is pretty good. It, it, it can help you. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Oh, well, uh, now a big question. Uh, how can we get the computer business kit? Uh, well, you can get it from um, my site, technibble.com, um, and there's a link up the top that says kits, or below this, uh, if you're on the force field, below this uh, podcast, there's a link, and... Um, you can get you can purchase it through there as well. We'll have banners all over the site promoting the computer business kit. I like the last version of it as well, and this version seems to be even more comprehensive. And as I said before, it's well worth the well worth the price. Yeah. Well, Bryce, I really appreciate your coming here on the show again. Uh, we always enjoy having you on the force field, and uh, you're always welcome here. We had some great discussions, and uh, I'd like to have you back. We can uh, talk about a few other things that we really didn't get uh, time to get into the show in the last couple of shows and in, in this podcast in the last. Uh, definitely come back, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. And before we go, uh, let's see. It's uh, technibble.com, right? Yes. All right. Well, we've been talking with Bryce Witte of technibble.com. And Bryce, I really appreciate your time here on the force field, and we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. If you'd like a copy of Bryce's book, The Computer Business Kit, it's available at technibble.com slash product slash computer business kit, or click on the banner at theforcefield.net. How do you protect yourself and your business from liability? I want to know how you deal with it. 
Send in your comments and feedback via email to comments at theforcefield.net, post them in our forums at theforcefield.net slash forums, or tweet them to me on Twitter at theforcefield, and I'll make sure they get on the show. If you'd like to hear the latest episodes of The Force Field on demand as soon as they arrive, all you need to do is subscribe. It's free. You can subscribe to The Force Field podcast on our website at theforcefield.net or through iTunes, Blueberry.com, and the Tech Podcast Network on your PC, Mac, tablet, or mobile phone. You can also listen to The Force Field on your Roku, Viaway, or stream it on Stitcher. Well, folks, our time is up. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, my kids for allowing me to do this without interruptions, and my wife for just putting up with me. If you'd like to comment on the program, you can email me at comments at theforcefield.net or visit our website at www.theforcefield.net. Opinions expressed are those of the host and guests and do not represent theforcefield.net, Savoia Media, or advertisers. All music on the show is original and was written and performed by Brother Rancid and the Brand New Pygmies. The show is produced and distributed by Savoia Media. For the Force Field, I'm Rick Savoia. May the Force Field be with you.